Hello, everyone. This is your host, Mel Wallace, and we'd like to welcome you to another episode of Start, Run, Grow. This is where we talk about a range of topics to help entrepreneurs or budding entrepreneurs and startups to set and achieve their entrepreneurial goals. Because we understand that a strong and successful small business will build a strong and successful community. And strong communities builds a strong nation. So let's get started to help you reach the next level of success in your small business. Let's start, run, and grow together. Hey guys, this is your host, Mel Wallace, and we are excited again about our topic today in our continued podcast series on small business. So our topic today is business model you. Business model you. Choosing a business entry strategy that works for you, for your community, for your town, for your city, for your state, for your country, wherever you want to start your small business. We want to share two topics today. We really want to get into this as kind of a discussion Uh, Kind of two things we want to focus on. One, I want to be able to give you some very important facts to consider about small businesses, just to give you some things, some kind of points of, 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 of thought, if you will, right? And then the second part of this, I want to talk about the different entry strategies that work for every small business, okay? Different entry strategies for every small business. So let's jump into this. Now, I want you to clear your head, Uh, and of course, if you're driving right now, keep your eyes open, don't close your eyes, right? But I want you to think about this. In your community, in your town, in your city that you live in right now, where you live, work, and play, what are the top one, two, or three products or services that are offered in your town, right? So whether you live in, in, in an industrial area, you live in a kind of a commercial um, area, uh, maybe you live in a high rise downtown in a, in a, in a major city or a, a regionally sized uh, city or town, right? But even in that situation, there's a lot of different patterns of the types of businesses that are in your local community. What are the top one uh, or, or, or three? Let's say this. What are the top three businesses in your town? Think about that. Okay, and the reason I'm asking you to think about this, because this discussion today, I really want us to kind of reflect and to just ponder what's what's possible. Right. Ponder what's possible um, in our uh, community, what we can do and where the opportunity lies when we talk about business model you. So if you had the. Uh, winning lottery ticket. I believe the last major lottery was over a billion dollars. But just think about this. If you had that ticket in your hand, right, and you knew you had the winning ticket, you knew what the numbers were, and you knew that you had purchased it, and you were the person that was going to come into, you know, 1.1 or 1.5 billion dollars, what would you do, right? How would that money change your life, Okay, I think we all would probably agree. Most of us, at least listening, you know, would say, you know, the first thing I do is quit my job. And, you know, the first thing I would do is take a trip or, you know, help my loved ones or, you know, give to uh, my religious organization, whatever it may be. We all have different things we would do with that type of money. 
But I think a lot of us, if we really kind of dug deep and just kind of asked this question across the thousands of people that listen to Start, Run, Grow, one of the things I think we all would agree upon that we would want to do something to help our community. We want to help others in our community or even in our town, maybe in our family. Well, guess what, folks? Starting a small business has the same type impact, okay? You know, every small town, every small community, every rural town has basically needs of small businesses. Every small town needs restaurants. They need coffee shops. They need, you know, handyman or, or contractors. They need someone to fix and repair vehicles, home cleaning services, IT computer services. They need pet stores, grooming, boarding, haircuts, barbershops, hair salons, you know, my list goes on and on. They need gas stations. They need grocery stores. They need, guess what, ladies? Nail salon and spas. And not just for the ladies, for the guys as well. They need someone to, to provide floral uh, services, bed and breakfasts, bookstores, dry cleaners, ice cream shops, tutoring services, clothing boutiques, daycare, hardware stores. So I can go down this list of all the types of businesses that small towns, and I'm really focusing on small towns or small communities may need. Well, that is where the opportunity is. Now, in our last episode, we talked about why 2021 is the best year to start your new business or your new business idea. Let's take this a step further and really start looking around in our local communities and figuring out where the opportunity is. So one of the things we want to point out when we talk about some important facts of small business, particularly here in the U.S. I want to give you kind of the, um, the macro version of this, right? Understand this. This is very important. I want to slow down so we really pay attention to this. Small businesses, and this means people that have less than 500 employees. That's the federal guideline, okay? So less than 500 employees, uh, it makes less than $5 million a year. That's considered a small business in the United States from the federal standings or the standing uh, points. But small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the entire United States. Think about that. 99% of all the businesses in our great country are small businesses. Here's another point. In, uh, small businesses, of course, employ half of all the private sector employees in the United States, which means they pay 44% of all private payroll in the United States. And here's a bigger statistic that out of that 99% of all businesses are considered small businesses, more than half that number, all right, are small businesses with five people or less. There's more than 31 million small businesses in the United States, and we've already talked about this. 99.9% of all businesses are considered small. And again, 47.1% of the entire em uh, employee workforce is made up of small businesses, which equates to about 18.5%, 18.59% of all people working in the United States work for a small business. And again, you know, we can read this out. The, the dollar amount for GDP generated by small business last year, well, in 2019, so it's about uh, two years ago, was over $9.4 trillion. It was more than $9 trillion. So the, the takeaway from this, the takeaway from this, folks, is that small businesses really make a big 
a huge impact. They have a huge impact on our country and our economy. But in reality, every small business, as the word indicates, starts what? Starts small. Every single one. Okay. Let me give you some examples. So top five companies that we all know and, and probably use their products or buy their services or visit their locations all started in garages. In 1994, Jeff Bezos started Amazon. Guess what? In his freaking garage. That's right. <laughs> in his garage. In 1939, Bill uh, Hewitt and Dave Packard founded HP. Guess what? It was in Packard's garage. They literally started this business in his garage. Google's the same way. Larry Page and uh, started in a garage in Milano Park, uh, California. Steve Jobs, and we all know this, and him and his uh, business partner started in their garage in 1976. And even one of my favorite places on earth, Disney World. Walt Disney in 1923, his first studio started in a one-car garage in Los Angeles, California. So why am I saying this to you? Why am I telling you this? Or why am I sharing this information with you? The reason I'm saying this, folks, is that a lot of times we, we look at these big mega, you know, gigantic businesses or companies or these, you know, billion dollars industries or businesses now. And we look at that and we and we don't think that we can achieve some of the things that these other folks have achieved. But we got to keep in mind that we're looking at kind of the end result and not where they started. Okay. So if you have a, a great idea for a business, you need to act on it. Right. So no matter what your socioeconomic background is, you know, we don't need large amounts of cash to be successful in starting a business. Technology has leveled the playing field. You can have a website, you can build a website, and you can market and reach hundreds of thousands of people through different search engines, optimizations, and different social media uh, uh, tools that are out there that work for small businesses. And of course, it's possible to create a successful business from scratch. You can now do that. As a matter of fact, if you have the enthusiasm, right, this is actually, in my honest opinion, is even more valuable than money. If you have the drive to do it, if you have the willpower to do it, and you're willing to work and do whatever it takes, that's within the realm of, of, of being legal, right? But whatever it takes, you're willing to do it. You have more uh, assets on your side than even have money in the bank. True story. All right. So consider that. Consider that. So every business, of course, regardless of how they start or where they start from, every business has to have some of the same basics. So, you know, whether you're the Amazons of the world or you're the next big idea, we all have to do these certain things. Number one, you have to have some type of a business plan, right? Um, and of course, there's different schools of thought that say that you have to have, you know, uh, a 50 page uh, dissertation that talks about your business and your marketing strategy and all these different things. And sometimes that's what's required for your business. All right. But the most important part as we talk about your business plan, it's really putting your thoughts on paper or in a document that helps you to transform your idea into a profitable business. That's really the core of what a business plan is. Point number two, some of the basics that you need to get your business off the ground. Obviously, you're going to need the resources to get started. Now, this is not just the money side. This is not just the funding, 
But sometimes, depending on what type of business you have, you have to have specialized equipment or you may just need to have, you know, I don't know, a computer. Maybe your business is graphic arts and you need to be able to uh, to create these different uh, visual aids, if you will, or the visual uh, content for clients. Well, you probably would need software and those type of things to do that type of uh, job or business. You will need some type of support. And in some cases, some of the resources that you need may be additional training in the space that you're looking to start your business. Your product or service has to add value, okay? It has to add value, um, particularly when you start looking at what type of business I want to start. The question really is, and I guess the better way to ask the question is, how can I add value to the sector or to the community or to the industry or, or to the town that I'm looking to start my business in? How do I make my business valuable to the person that's either going to pay for my service or buy my product? And of course, every business, regardless of location, whether you are in Blackville, South Carolina, or you're in Kalamazoo, Michigan, or New York City, every business, of course, has some type of various uh, registrations. And you must you know, check with your local uh, community, uh, check with your local uh, town hall, your chamber of commerce. You want to be able to check with your, your state um, tax departments to find out what permits, what licenses are required, what insurance do you need to operate your business. But I would say this, and, and probably the next to the most important thing, I've got two more left, right? Number one is how should you properly structure your business, right? Should your business be a sole proprietorship? Should it be a partnership? So you, should it be a limited liability company, an LLC? Hey, maybe you need to just go out the gate and become an S-Corp or a C-Corp. So there's different structures of your business that you would need to consider depending on what you're trying to achieve. It also depends on what are the other people, who are the other people that are involved in your business, okay? And of course, for that, you would want to seek, uh, in my suggestion, you want to seek legal counsel or some type of business advisor that can advise you on the proper structure that works best for your business. But one of the things that you must have, we talk about the most important thing uh, that you must have with starting a business is understanding, have a clear cut, concise, unambiguous view and understanding of who your customer truly is. Who's your customer, right? And what do they need? And how can I reach them? Okay. And where are they located? But you must, you must, you must, ma'am, you must, sir, understand who your customer is. Because this one fact, right? And we talk about every business must start with some basics. This one fact will drive the entire output of your company. It drives your marketing because you want to make sure that you're marketing to truly who your customer is. You know, for example, if I'm, um, if I have, uh, I'm, I'm selling dietary uh, supplements, right? I probably are not going to try to advertise to someone that's not concerned about their diet. It just wouldn't make sense. You know, if I'm uh, selling a product or service to people who are avid hunters, I'm probably not going to sell my or advertise or try to uh, have a product um, that would not work for that uh, market segment. Okay. So again, knowing who your customer is, is, is extremely important in getting your business off the ground and understanding what steps I need to make uh, to get my business started.
So let's dig a little bit deeper, right? So to start a business, we all have to choose the right entry strategy. Okay. What I mean by entry strategy, how do I enter the market in my local community? You know, maybe my business is going to be in one of the towns that I live in, or maybe my business is going to be something that I'm able to represent my state, or even maybe I'm going on more of a national rollout, you know, for my business. But wherever you are in the spectrum of, of starting your business, it's important that we have the appropriate entry strategy for our business. Okay. Write this down. These are three uh, points that we must always keep in mind when we talk about what's the right entry strategy for my business. Number one, it has to be appropriate. We're going to talk about this. It has to be affordable and it has to be attainable. The three A's, appropriate, affordable, and attainable. In other words, your startup cost has to be within reason. Okay. You know, I have a very vivid imagination. And I like to do big things and have big projects. But right now where I am in life, I don't think I could start a rocket uh, propulsion center, you know, and and my company is we take people to Mars. I, I don't have hundreds of billions of dollars to do that. So for me to have that business startup idea is probably not affordable. And it may not be attainable because of my background is not in, in you know, in physics or <laughs> as a rocket scientist. Right. Uh, but my point is, and I'm giving you an extreme example, but my point is we just want to use common sense. Honestly, startup cost has to be within reason. Your business model must make sense for your product, your customer and the community or the location of your business. Okay, and again, last point is that you must be personally capable of starting and sustaining the business. All right. In other words, you have to have some type of skill set or knowledge or or the ability to to sell your product or to create your product along those lines. Again, remember the three A's has to be appropriate. It has to be affordable and it has to be attainable. So when you think about, you know, what will work in my community, what types of businesses can I go after? What types of businesses should I even consider a start? Those are the three things that you would want to consider. Now, at the beginning of our conversation today, I started going down this list of identifying businesses in your town or in your local community, right? And this is not the exhaustive list. This is not everything, but every small town, every small community needs these types of business. I have a list of 33 uh, different types of businesses, bakery, you know, health clinic, food trucks, food trucks have just taken over, uh, particularly in the communities that I live in. They, I see them everywhere, right? A veterinarian office, you know, tattoo and piercing shop. I know, but hey, but guess what? There's a market for that. Uh, Event planners, venues, planners, you know, real estate agency, catering services, right? Um, Daycares, clothing boutiques, antique thrift stores, uh, uh, store, excuse me, fitness studios and gyms, right? You know, handyman contracts. We said that before, a dry cleaner. Think about this. Now, you can Google this information and, and, and just get different business ideas that may work in small and rural towns. But the one thing about this, this list or whatever you decide to, to look at or to consider, do what I call kind of reconnaissance. Understand what's in your community. You know, get in your car. You can talk to your friends. You know, what business would you want to have in your community that's not currently in your community? 
Okay, so you approach it from kind of like a reverse engineering uh, process, right? You know, our community, for example, may not have a dry cleaner within five miles of where I live. Well, that may be an opportunity to start a dry cleaning service. It may be I'm not actually starting a dry cleaner, but it's more of a drop off pickup uh, dry cleaner service. And I partner with another local dry cleaner that actually does the work of the dry cleaning, right? And I just make money on the transaction of picking of them picking up or dropping off their clothes. But that's can be still considered a, a dry cleaning service. You know, automotive repairs, handyman, you know, home cleaning services, IT and computer services. You know, some of the things we've already said, uh, a photography, uh, you know, studio or service. Again, a lot of these things that I mentioned to you today, folks, are could be a hobby that you have now and now you know you want to turn that hobby into a business or this could be something that you're looking to start right out of the gate kind of from scratch because this type service or business does not exist in my local community so let's recap two points we've covered in today's discussion number one i've gave you some facts regarding small businesses and how important small businesses are in both our local communities in your town and in our nation We've also talked about the different entry strategies for every single small business, okay? Every single small business has to follow these different strategies in order to get off the ground. So in our next episode, uh, we'll cover um, how to invent kind of the process of inventing a new product. We're going to talk about creating a spinoff business. And one of the things that I really enjoy talking about more than anything else is how to turn your side hustle or how to turn your hobby into a business. So until next time, remember SRG family to always keep moving forward. We want to say thanks to our sponsors, Exilium Community Development Corporation. But most importantly, we want to say thank you to you, our listener. We appreciate you hanging out with us today. And remember, this is the place where we can talk about the most relevant terms as it relates to small and micro businesses. But we also want to share information, gain information, and inspire each other. Please visit our website at startrungrowpodcast.com to subscribe. SRG family, remember, your current situation does not determine your future success. Again, I'm your host, Mel Wallace, and we can't wait to strategize with you next time. Until then, thanks. Thanks.